Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our GYST podcast, where we help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another fabulous edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Does it? You just gonna leave me hanging like that? Together. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, come on, man. Let's get through this awkward moment for me. This is awkward. I tried something new. I put myself out there. I was vulnerable. And you just left me hanging. Yeah, because that was foolish. No, I'm just kidding. Um, hello, everyone. And in the audience, uh, not audience, in the studio, <laughs> uh, we have a lot of people in the studio today. Uh, we have myself, Rohit Rohila. And you have... Myself, Kyle Reed. And then we also have... Glenn Rocks here. Ahmed Bardwaj. Come on, Commodore. We got the crew. We got the whole crew in the podcast studio, baby. Yeah, so everyone's here. We're, we're excited. Uh, Kyle and I are going to be spearheading this episode on gifting. And uh, this episode kind of came about from a conversation that Kyle and I had just the other day on the phone for like two hours. Like, felt like a teenage girl. Um, but it yeah. was it was good except like, we were on cell phones and there was no worry of someone else picking up the other line or trying mm. to dial in to get online and only a certain radius from like you know phones and whatnot yeah sorry but but it was really good because i think it stemmed from gifting no and we the conversation gifting well uh, the gifting and sacrifice and, oh yeah yeah you know oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And what happens when, you know, we use the word sacrifice mm. and how that comes from a place of lack. And when, and when we use the word gift, it comes from a, a willingness to, to let go of. Mm. And so we kind of wanted to continue that conversation because it was, it was just so phenomenal that we were like, you know, let's, let's share this on air. And um, Kyle, would, would you feel comfortable talking about your experience with, with, the, with the seminar in what we exactly what we talked about yeah. pretty much yeah if, yeah if you feel comfortable with that yeah yeah so this particular aspect of of gifting is a little bit different than some of the other things that I was that you and I talked about but I think it definitely goes hand in hand and I'm glad you brought that back up because I had forgotten about this hmm. not about this conversation yeah but I had not associated it with this topic initially um Without saying too much about the seminar, there is a particular exercise where um, it's intended to get past your brain and allow you to respond from the heart. And one of the discussions was around the word love, how it makes you feel, what you think of when you think of love. And one of the things that I associated with love was sacrifice. I think I had convinced myself that sacrifice was a good thing. I looked at it in a sense that you care so much about this thing or this person that you're willing to give something up to give to them. The sacrifice. Um, I'm trying to think of how I defined it to you, but I can't remember because it didn't come from my head mm -hmm. when we were having that discussion. Um, 
but I think that's essentially how I was feeling about it. It's it's you're putting something else above yourself. And what we got to when I was talking to you about it was the fact that sacrifice creates a scarcity mentality. That there's not enough of something, so you have to give up some of yours. Which could potentially lead to resentment. And that is that is terrible. And it becomes something that can be very disempowering. And if you just rephrase it, it can allow you to look at it in a whole different light where you don't feel like you're losing anything. You feel like you're able to bless somebody or something with something. Yeah. And it's a gift from you for whoever it may be for. Yeah, and, and there's so many opportunities to, like we, we've talked before, if, if there's certain words that if you just flip them around, they go from being disempowering to empowering. Mm-hmm. They go from being negative to positive. So for example, saying, I have to, every, tu- every other Tuesday, I have to go to the studio to record. You have to? But if, instead, if I say, I choose to. Or I get to. Or I get to. Now, son, it's it's empowering because you're saying there are lots of other things I could do, but I'm being proactive in doing this instead of I'm being restricted and I have to do this. Mm-hmm. And when it when it came time for the seminar, there was somebody who really wanted to attend and just couldn't afford it at the time. And they said, you know, can can I pay you back or you know, how how can we make something work? I was like, How about this? I'm willing to gift you a ticket. The only thing I ask in return is if you find value in it, pay it forward. Gift a ticket to somebody else to attend. And I think when you when you think about it that way, you're right, it, it gets past the resentment. So had, had I not said that, and I know this person wanted to attend, and, and they were at a point in their life where they needed to attend. And had I said, you know, just pay me back when you can, there's no time frame. If I said pay me back by the end of the month, I, there's there's going to be that, you know, awkwardness between us. And, and if they're not able to pay back, maybe some resentment. And, and it's going to head towards negativity. But instead with gifting, it's I find so much value in this. And I find so much value in you. I would like to give this to you without any expectation in return. I think that's the key. Is the expectations? I think so. I didn't mean to stop you, but I no, I, no, I think that's I think that's the key because I see value in this. I see value in you. I want to give this to you. Mm-hmm. If my expectation is that you're going to appreciate this and you're going to be there is not met, then that creates resentment. I think the key to giving or gifting in choosing to use that language is also choosing to let go of expectations and responsibility. Yeah. Because I got you a Lego book for your birthday a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. If 
I got you that book and my expectation was that you don't have it. You've never seen it before mm-hmm. and you were going to love it and read it every day. Mm-hmm. If that was my expectation and I seen it sitting in your closet, I would be upset and would create resentment. Mm. And I would be like, I'm not going to fucking buy Rohit anything that has to do with Legos anymore because <laughs> that hurts my feelings. Yeah. Because I put myself out there. I tried to get him something that I felt would connect with his interests. And maybe he already has two copies of the book. Maybe he just didn't want to read it. Or maybe it just wasn't for him. If I had that expectation, that could happen. But if I had the expectation that, you know what? I seen this book. It made me think of Rohit. And I wanted to get it for him. That was it. Yeah. The rest of it is, is up to you. It's, it's, I'm releasing myself of responsibility and liability from it at that point, And I'm good with it. I think that's the important part. Yeah. Cause what's, what's interesting is I, I think when is, is who are you really doing it for is, is a fantastic question to ask yourself. Yeah. Am I, am I, if I am expecting something in return, a lot more than just, you know what, Kyle, like, this is awesome. Like, thank you so much. Like, you know, you went out of your way. This is fantastic. If, if we expect anything more than that, then all of a sudden we are almost saying that person that I am, quote, gifting this to needs to have this experience. And if they do not have that experience, this gift went wasted. It's because it's your expectation. Yeah. Not so, mine. so in that case, who are we really doing it for? Ourselves. Hmm. That's good. That's a good. That's a good thought. Um, how do you? How do you ensure when you are gifting, it's genuine? Mm-hmm. One, and two, you relieve yourself of all expectations. I say that in a sense because a few of the things I wrote down for gifting is that it can be very vulnerable. Your gifts are a reflection of yourself and how you see that person. Okay, yeah. Right? So I I gifted a couple of tickets to the seminar Mm -hmm. because I believe in it. I was terrified that the people that I gifted these tickets to wouldn't enjoy it or wouldn't see what I saw in it. And they would look at me differently for it. Oh, yeah. Because I see value in this. I see value in these people. If they don't see the same value in this than I do, or that I do, sorry, then how will they think of me? Because mm. what you're doing is by gifting this, you're kind of putting the Kareed seal of approval on something. Yeah. And if it doesn't meet, you know, all of a sudden it's like, well, yeah, Kyle is okay, but you know, I wasted a Saturday. Yeah. Or so, I had to make these arrangements or I had to take time off or, you know, whatever. Yeah, they may resent me for that. Wow. Yeah. And I don't I don't know that I expect anything other than attendance. But I did expect attendance mm-hmm. when I did that, right? I would have been a little upset, yeah. honestly. Um, if I had gone through, had the discussions I had and 
committed and, and got the tickets and everything, if it would have gone unattended, if it gone, if they, if they showed up and it just wasn't for them, okay, I get it. That's fine. But I think that part of that, uh, and that's after the event, mm-hmm. but I think leading up to the event, I had um, anxiety and fear that the experience would not equal to what I expected it to equal for these individuals. Wow. Because every individual's experience is different. Yeah. Um, so I, I forgot where I was going with that, but I think part of it was that if you think what you're doing for somebody is, is good and provide value and they don't see the value, then maybe that causes that person to wonder why you would think that's valuable. Because it makes an impact on their perception of you as well. Exactly. Your credibility. Yeah. If 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 Kyle thinks this event is amazing and I go in and and on a scale of one to ten, it's you know, it's it's a six. Mm-hmm. It's okay, you know. Now son, that devalues Kyle's opinion in my eyes. Mm-hmm. If Kyle says, Go to this restaurant, it's fantastic, I'm gonna be like, you know, mm, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. He doesn't know food. And at the same time what what Sizzler. What I'd like to say <laughs> I, I think at the same time what it does is it robs you a little bit of the seminar experience in itself. Because now in the back of your mind, even though you're diving into all these different exercises and modules that we do. I'm worried about somebody else. You're worried about someone else. Yeah. Not only that, but you had two people to worry about. Yeah. And I'm not focusing on myself. Three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. How do you, well, as you're instructing, but you have 15 people to worry about. It's tough. Because it's my job to make sure every single person has some type of a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. And not only do I have the material to present, I've got to I've got to keep track of the agenda, know if I'm on time or off time. But I have to remember what everybody has said throughout the event, huh. and know what they're what they have been comfortable sharing. Like the friends and family one is so difficult because I know you on an extremely personal level. But if you did not say anything, like Glenn, for example, is a perfect perfect example of this. I've known Glenn for years. I know very many private things about him. But if he has not shared something in the seminar, I cannot bring it up. Hmm. And so that's why it's even more difficult. And you have to remember where and in what setting yeah. those things were discussed. Was it a public setting? Public setting? It's probably safe. I don't know. I would maybe that's up to you. Mm-hmm. But a private setting? No. Yeah. Can't do that. And when you when you have expectations because it, it's it's also difficult for me. I'm inviting some of my closest friends, my family, to to attend to something that, like for you, when you invite people, it's because you found value in it, and you want them to share that same value. When I invite someone, this is my heart and soul. Mm. And so if if they don't have a good time, I almost feel personally responsible, almost. Not not rejected. That's not where I'm going with this. But but kind of like if if I'm opening myself up and being vulnerable, and that's an, an incredibly emotional thing for me, when I'm up there and I'm laughing and I'm crying and I'm yelling and I'm mad and I'm storming out or I'm doing whatever. And if somebody I invite doesn't have the the kind of breakthroughs, and they're like, oh, you know, Roth always talks about personal development. I went to one of his events and it was okay. Then all of a sudden it's like, wow, like that's 
it's not just a job. You know, this is like my heart on display. This is me. Every single event. This is me. This is me. I don't like Rohit. Yeah. And so it's it's tough when when you have expectations. It's it's extremely difficult to gift without expectations. I would agree. This is kind of a maybe a little off the gifting topic, but you saying that it made me feel a lot of the same things because oh, you have this podcast and you guys talk about stuff every day. That's your buddy. So I have a true emotional connection to this, not to the level of you, and I'm not discounting myself, but I think I felt some of the same vulnerabilities. Especially because you've said on air that you were so nervous at the beginning telling your friends and family. That scared you about the podcast. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I didn't think that everything I had to say was valid, or really anything I had to say was valid. And who am I to offer ways to get your shit together, how to improve your life? I didn't know how people would receive my views or my ideas or my thoughts, and mainly because they were mine, right? This is me now. Mm -hmm. This isn't just a car that somebody, Ford manufacturer that I think looks cool. And, oh, you think it's ugly? Oh, I think that looks cool. Well, it's not mine. I didn't build that car. But if I built the car, yeah, it's a product of my own. It's artist mentality. And I think some of that goes into gifting. It's artist mentality. Because this is something that I'm giving to you. Mm-hmm. It's vulnerable. I have an expectation that you will receive it and care for it as I would. But that's not always the case. Mm. And and how much time and thought goes into something as well? Because, you know, okay, it's my buddy's birthday is coming up. Uh, here's a gift card. <laughs> Zero. You know? But not not unappreciated, I, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Just um, in terms of vulnerability. Yeah, absolutely. Zero. Yeah. You know? Hey, here's your gift card. Um, yeah. <laughs> something that that I did before was for Christmas. Um, I didn't have a job at the time. This was you know back in college days, and I got a so you know I take tons of pictures. So I got people a picture frame with multiple picture slots on there, and pictures of of them, and not just pictures of me and them, but pictures of them with their other friends and, and you know group pictures and whatnot, and. So much time went into everyone because I take that. I mean, I've got thousands and thousands of pictures. Yeah. And so to handpick that. And there were some people who like, I remember this one girl like broke down because she was like, wow, like, you know, here's, this is really powerful. And there are other people who are like, oh, this is cool. Like, yeah, I think I'll hang it over here. Mm -hmm. And at the time, the the girl who, who got emotional meant so much to me. And the person was like, okay, I'll hang it over here. I was like, oh, um, okay, yeah, I, I, I guess that's cool, you know. <laughs> but then going back to the expectations. And if, if I have expectations going in, then again, it goes back to the question, who am I really doing this for? If, if I'm gifting this to you, your reaction should not matter to me. It will be appreciated, but it shouldn't be the reason why. I shouldn't be like... If, if I give this to Kyle on an excitement level of 0 to 10, boy, that guy better be at least an 8. Because mm-hmm. if I do that, 
And then it's subjective too, because how do I know? Because I know you, like if something really hits you emotionally, you're silent. You don't say anything. You just stay in that moment. And you can see like in your eyes, like just the pure appreciation of it. But if I give it to someone else like Glenn, who, who gets excited and would be like, oh, this is awesome. They're two different ways. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily right to say one is better than the other because, again, it's subjective. It goes back to why are you really doing this? Who are you doing this Who for? Who is it for? Is it for you or is it for somebody else? Hmm. That's good. And friendship should be included in gifting. What if, do you mean by that? If, if I am giving my friendship to you. Oh, yeah. It's something that I value. And so for, for me to say, I want you to be a part of my life and I am willing to be a part of yours. I'm not just talking about like, you know, superficial friendships, but I'm talking about like deep friendships. If, if we go out and, and I'm paying all the time, <laughs> right? Yeah. If, if I don't think about it, then it's fine. I really like Kyle, enjoy this meal with me. That that's what I want you here for. But if I'm like, man, dude, like I paid for Kyle seven times in a row, when's he gonna pay me back? <laughs> that's not a gift anymore. That's expecting you know, something in return. Yeah. Assuming you're not trying ex- to take advantage of me. Or you know? it's a gift with an expectation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we're not assuming the negative here, we're assuming the positive. Yeah. You know, if if you're taking advantage of me then that's a negative. So that's not what I mean by this. But I mean, like when you are gifting someone something, mm-hmm. there, there's a power in there because yeah. you are being vulnerable, like you said. Very. And, and you're giving a piece of your heart. That's huge. Um, I have two gift stories that are um, very memorable to me. Um, I think they're turning points, I would say, in uh, my relationship with these people. One is with my mom. I've I've shared on the podcast before the um, struggles my mom has had with drugs uh, over the past 20 plus years, a little over 20 years. Um, The struggles I have had dealing with it and coping with it and, and accepting it and realizing that it's not a reflection on me one of the biggest challenges I had, and I discussed this with another friend of mine who, who uh, shares a similar issue, and I, I won't share his details for um, trust, hmm. that the things that we think about on holidays that you can't do for a drug addict or buy them something. Oh, I remember you sharing this, yeah. Hmm. How many times can I just take my mom out to dinner? How many times can I get her gifts that don't truly have a monetary value because she can't sell them? My mother means the world to me, and that won't change because of her poor choices and her addiction. But I didn't want to be taken advantage of. I'd give her the world if I could. For a very long time, I was afraid that she would give it to somebody else. Um, one year, I decided, you know what? It's not my responsibility anymore. 
it's not up to me. I can't make those decisions. There was a Mother's Day ring in like a Weissfield or Fred Meyer, whatever jeweler ad that comes in, right? It was like a little uh, ruby thing. It was like a gold ring with a little ruby on it. And across it, it said mom in gold letters. And I said, you know what? I'm going to get her a ring for Mother's Day. It was hard for me to do, um, to buy her something that could easily be sold. Because um, my mom has sold my stuff. Bike, stereo, to buy drugs. So for me to buy her something, I know she could easily turn around and trade in for something that she feels is more important family was challenging and uh, it took me a long time but when I finally did it she had it for a while and then it was just gone one day maybe she lost it maybe sold it who knows but that's not important I think what's important is I realize now it's not my responsibility um, I would never let her borrow money. I would never give her money because I knew where it was going to go, right? Quote, unquote, knew where it was going to go. But just last week, I gave her $100 because it's not my responsibility anymore. Um, I'm less inclined to look elsewhere when I gift her something. I'm okay now with gifting her something that has monetary value. But I think that's not important to me anymore because now what's important is spending time because that has a value far beyond anything tangible that I could buy her. But that was a huge struggle I had with gifting something like that for my mom for a very long time. Um... And I think that was a pivotal moment, that Mother's Day ring that I bought her. Um, There's a sense of freedom, too, for you. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It released me from the belief that I could never buy my mom anything. So I think it did a couple of things, right? It released me from resentment, anger, frustration. Um, I think it instilled trust in my mom. Maybe that I trusted her a little bit more as well I didn't keep her at as much of an arm's length and that um, but it also led me to believe that okay that's cool you know I can get you things now if I want to and I'm not too worried about what you do with it because that's up to you now not up to me but it made me realize what's more important than spending time since that Mother's Day and the freedom of letting go mm-hmm. of of not expecting anything in return of of doing this to make her happy and not worrying about you know what she does because like you said that that's that's on her that's not on you what has your relationship been like with her man it, that was a long time ago too that was probably 50 so almost 15 years ago did give or take 12 to 15 years ago I think it's been huge because that stuff is not important to me anymore. Because um, the, the, the reason why I'm asking it is I've heard you speak 
more about spending time with her lately yeah. than I have before. And yeah. I don't know if there's, you know, something related to this that that's caused that, but it seems like you are more content with your relationship with her. Yeah, I have been for a while now, much more so than my brother and my sister. Um It's been several years. Lately I've spent more time with her because of her birthday. Um my grandma has stage 4 cancer, which sucks. But that has brought us together a little bit more recently. Um, I haven't talked about that much. Yeah. But there's that. Um, but yeah, I, I think it has offered me... I think freedom is a perfect word. You, you mentioned freedom. It has offered me a lot of freedom. It has offered... Uh, it has rid me of guilt as well. Uh, part of that belief that I had that mm-hmm. she would like get rid of this... Like enablement. That, I, exactly. I'm contributing to drug use, right? Because I'm providing you a medium to 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 trade or sell for what I'm assuming is going to be what you really want, right? Why don't I just buy it for you? Was was a question I asked myself. Me buying this is like buying a fucking dope. Hmm. Um. So yeah, I I think now again it's 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 not my responsibility. I can't make decisions for her. Uh, that was a, a huge part that came into me accepting her for who she is and still loving her no matter what. Um, but yeah, that was that was a that was a huge moment, a huge moment when I was able. I think that's it. I was able to let go of the expectation that she would care for this tangible item with as much love and affection as I put into getting it for her. When I let go of that expectation is when a lot of things change. And just know that whatever you get her is not a representation of you. And and I say that because if she if she takes a gift of yours mm-hmm. and falls into disempowerment and trades that gift for something else, that gift is not representative of you. She is not trading her son, mm. Kyle, mm. And, and the love that this item represents. Because that was happening. That, that was absolutely one of my beliefs for a long time. That's good. That's good to remember that. Because I, if I thought back over the years, I'm sure that there were times where I would sink back into that belief and, and that way of thinking. Um, but yeah. That's huge. This has been a powerful episode. Very. About gifting. Yeah. Who knew? And what's, what's funny is gifting is supposed to be something you do for someone else, but I'd say, Kyle, read. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for the gift that you have given me over these past, you know, ten, probably 10 years that I've known you. It's been a long time. I don't take it lightly, and I know the sacrifice that you have made putting up with me. And my dumb jokes. Sacrifice? So thank you. <laughs> you have dad jokes. You're not even a dad. That I know of. And it was a gift, my friend. Yeah. I expect nothing in return other than occasional Taco Bell trips and more bad jokes. And rum. That too? Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> Man. How about that uh, two-minute takeaway? Good. What you got to say about two minutes? What was that supposed to mean? <laughs> Nothing. It's what you're famous for. I got at least five minutes No, I was in talking me. to Emily. She said, no, you're a two-minute. Uh...
Dang it. <laughs> um, so today's episode was all about gifting, and I know it took a um, a fairly deep turn, and we and we got into the true reasons why people gift, where that comes from, and ask yourself: Are you getting this gift for somebody else, or is this gift you're giving for you, so you can feel better, so you can? Further, whatever agenda it is that you have. Um, and also maybe ask yourself, what are your expectations when you're giving somebody something? No matter whether it's a gift card or not. You buy somebody a $50 gift card at Best Buy because you know they like video games. And they go there and they buy 14 cherry Cokes, 16 bags of gummy bears. <laughs> and uh, and uh, fucking $3.99 Die Hard with a Vengeance DVD, <laughs> right? And you find out that, oh, man, I watched Die Hard and I ate 14 cherry Cokes that I bought with this gift card you got me. Yeah. Are you going to feel some kind of way about it? Because if that's the case, buy them a game. Or, better yet, truly gift them and release yourself of the responsibility, the liability, and the expectation. Mm. that you have for that gift because it's not yours anymore. Once you give it away, it's somebody else's. And if you can truly believe that and live by that, you're going to be much happier and a much more successful gift giver. And you will continue to rid your life of resentment in at least one aspect. Yeah. Mm. Powerful stuff. Good stuff. Good shit. Good shit. Good shit. <laughs> These guys make fun of me for saying good shit. <laughs> and I said good stuff. They make fun of me so much. That Rohit, this is I'm gonna we're gonna let it go after this, but I gotta I gotta bring this up. I say it so much. Rohit found some seasoning that was called good shit that he and bought it for me. I and he put it, it to you. And he gifted it to me and he put it in a bag of shit. <laughs> It was pretty amazing. It actually tastes pretty good. I haven't used it yet. It's like, it tastes pretty good. I haven't used it yet. No, no, no. So I've tasted it, but I haven't used it on like ribs. I'm going to use it as a rub. I haven't used it as a rub. I haven't used it for what it's meant to be used for, but I sprinkled it on some broccoli before just to taste it. I like broccoli. It's weird. Don't worry about me. I remember it, okay? It's fine. I'm totally judging you right now. You are. <laughs> this is Rohit, not at peace with his gift. <laughs> Anyway, I'm saving it to bring you guys over for ribs. Okay. So anyway, a couple of things I, I wrote down um, when we talked about gift giving. I have to is very restrictive. So remember that. And I get to or I choose to is very empowering. I have to get so-and-so a wedding gift. I get to get so-and-so a wedding gift. I have to get so-and-so something for their birthday. I get to get some so-and-so something for their birthday i think that language alone will lead you on the right path to releasing yourself of those expectations of the reception of that gift and that's huge and that's really all i got so thanks again y'all you got anything else for our close no no i like it okay thanks again y'all for listening to another episode of the gyst podcast get your shit together gystpodcast.com you know the website. Facebook, 
Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all of the above. Um, leave us some notes, leave us some comments, leave a review on the um, iOS podcast player, podcast addict, or whatever your podcast player of choice is. And if you got one outside of that, let us know. I'm curious. I'm, I'm an iPhone guy myself, so I just use the native podcast player. So I don't really have much experience with other ones. So let me know. Uh, other than that, we will see you again next week. Thanks again for tuning in, y'all. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.